0: Hello, and thank you for tuning in to The Gathering Church, a place of grace where people far from God experience life in Christ. Sit back and relax and listen to today's message and be blessed. So if you have your Bibles, I want you to access chapter 20, verse 3 and 4. We get to be two verses of Scripture I'm going to have you stand up one more time for the ring of God's word. Amen. So, all stand. Amen. Get your last stretch. Amen. Hallelujah. Exodus chapter 20, verse 3 and 4. Here me the ring of God's word. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol in the form of anything. In heaven above, or on the earth beneath, or in the waters below? I'll read that again. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol in the form of anything in heaven above, or on the earth beneath, or in the waters below. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we come before you today. That we thank you for this day. We thank you for this people. Oh God, the gathering church, Lord God. We ask that you would speak now, Father. As the faces differ, so does their need. We pray that you will minister to each and every one individual's need today. That we will not leave here the same way we came in Jesus' name. But that you will speak a rhema, a right now word to our circumstance and to our situation. Satan, we command you to be stale. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I command all ears to be open, all minds to be alert, and all hearts to be receptive to the word of the Lord. So, Father, we attune ourselves to hear that which you want to speak to us today. In Jesus' name, we praise you. We thank you, Lord. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to speak briefly from the subject title, The Seduced Soul. The Seduced Soul. The seduced soul. As we shared that last time we were before you, we shared that we are not a body with a soul, but we are a soul with a body. God has made man in his image. God is a tripart God. Now, I don't have time to explain all this. You need to come to Bible study in January, okay? So, we are a tripart being. Amen. We are created in the image of God. And so we are a tripart being ourselves. The tripart being of God, he's Father, Son and Holy Ghost, the three are one. Amen. We are tripart being. We mirror God. We are made in his image, in his reflection. We are in triparts. We have a spirit, all right? And we have a soul and we have a body. Amen. A spirit, soul and body. We are a tripart being. Your spirit, amen, is the very essence of who you are. When you accept Jesus Christ into your life, he comes and takes residency in your spirit. Before Christ, your spirit is dead. And that's why if you don't have the life of Christ, you would not experience the abundant life that he promised you. But when you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, he takes residency in your heart. That's why the Bible says you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. God is not dwelling in a building. If this building were burned down, the church, the gathering church would still be here because the gathering church is the people. And we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. He dwells on the inside of our spirit. Now, in our spirit, the next thing outside of our spirit, if you want to draw a circle within a circle within a circle, we have the spirit where God dwells, his Holy Spirit dwells, and then you have the soul. The soul is comprised of the mind, the will, the emotions, and some would say the intellect, the emotions and the will. That's the very essence of who you are. So when you have your emotions, when you're happy and sad, that's your soul. When you're frustrated, confused, that's your soul. When you're in anguish, that's your soul. When you have a struggling, when you're struggling with issues of your will, when you know you want to do something, but you can't do it, or you know you shouldn't do something, but you are still do it anyway, it's a struggle within your soul. And then your mind, all the thoughts that run through your mind, all the mental garbage, all of the, the great thoughts, the happy thoughts, the sad thoughts, the depressive thoughts, that's your soul. And so many times the enemy is not after our spirit, but he can't touch our spirit because God is there. And let God arise and his enemies be scattered. But what he does try to do is he tries to seduce our souls. Because if he could get, if he could get our souls, he can get who we are. He could let us think and lie to us and make us think that we are in one place and we're not. And so today I want to speak to you briefly about the seduced soul. To do so. That's why the scripture says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ, that this, this, this mind, this mind. The mind is your soul. See, your soul is being saved every day. Yes, your, your, your spirit is saved. But see, every day you're learning. You people want to, how come Christians could be in church shouting and speaking in tongues and running around? But late that night, they're on the internet looking at porn. What, what, what how can they do that? How, how, how can the same Christian who was just praising God give a testimony in church cut me off and slip me to birdie while he's driving by in his car? How can he do that? How can the same guy who's playing the drums, be in the club Friday night trying to hit on me, how can that happen? Because your soul is still being saved. There's still a work, there's still a progression, there's still an act, I'm still being saved. You step up on me, I might say something, I might regret. Come on now. We're still being saved. Come on, it's a process, but you have to yield to the process. If you don't yield to the process, then you miss out on the opportunity of growing in your faith. That's why some people that go through stuff they get stagnant. They give up on God. I ain't come to church no more. I ain't dealing with God no more because they gave up, because the devil has seduced their souls. But God wants us to be aware of the trickery of the enemy, and of the lies that he would try to sinned against us. The Bible says the enemy comes nothing but to kill, steal, and destroy. That's his agenda. He hates children of God. He hates God's creation, but especially children of God. And so he'll do and try to do anything to stop you, to try to steal from you, try to kill things in you, and, uh, and ultimately try to destroy you. And so if he could get in your mind and mess with your will, and shake your emotions he got you so we're going to talk today how the enemy tricks us how he comes against us and what we need to do as Christians to stand against him so we will not have a seduced soul amen praise the Lord our soul is is seduced it is settling for a substitute that's where the seduction comes in from the seduction is is, 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 is saying that I am trusting this thing over here more than I am trusting God. It's saying that this way is better than God's way. It's saying that this might be the quicker way to get to my thing, I want to get to, versus doing it God's way. And so that's how our souls are seduced. Many times our souls are seduced because of the lust that's within us. You know what lust is? It's a craving. It's something you, you want a good job. You want money, so you don't want to get a degree. You have to sell drugs on the street. At least I make five k a week. What's the problem? I'm making money just like he's making money. But your soul is being seduced because it's being lured in by the lust and deceits of your own flesh. And so we have to be careful when we look into the whole concept of seduction, because God speaks to us in Exodus chapter 20. He said, "You shall have no other gods before me." As a matter of fact, if you, read, if you read the scripture, if you read the text, God is saying that I am a jealous God. God is jealous. Some of you, you know, ladies, been in a relationship where you had a, a jealous boyfriend. Amen. Let another guy just look at you. He's just ready to go crazy. You know, just psycho. You're like, oh, I got to get away from this crazy head. He's going to do psycho. He might kill me, kill himself. Something wrong with him. Actually, we just saw that on television this week, right? Got cra- people doing crazy things. You know, whatever, but God is a jealous God. He doesn't want anything to have your attention but Him. He wants to be all that and a bag of chips to you and a coke on the side. He wants you, he wants you to gaze at Him and not anything else. And what the enemy does, he tries, he goes, Psst, come here. Shorty, come here. Come over here, bro. Come over here. Come over here. And you're like, no, I'm focusing on God. He said, no. Come over here. Come over here. And He seduces you away. He seduces your focus. Now see, the devil is slick because he doesn't, he's not outright, I'm the devil. Follow me. No, 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 no. The devil is crafty, he's slick, he's cunning, he's very deceptive. Amen. That's what we call it's it's seduce, it's a seduction because he's he's taking the things around you that look familiar and using the familiar things around you to draw you away from God. But Pastor, what do you mean he can turn away from God? He can use your boyfriend. He can use your mother. He can use your child. He can use your job. Come on, he can use your ministry. He can use anything. He wants you to take you away from God. He will seduce your soul. You have to be careful because he just uses the little things. See, the devil comes as an angel of light. That means there's something about him that sounds good, that looks good, but something still is not right. That's why he's so slick. That's why you have to be careful what you watch on television. And, and we watching on these things. You know, I ain't gonna mention no names. I don't want no lawsuits. But you know, we watching people channels, you know, special you know, women's shows, and they give them all this advice. And it sounds good, but it ain't the word of God. You know, think positive thoughts. Ain't no way in the Bible said think no positive thoughts. It said think on the word of God. Think on these things. Come on. Think happy thoughts and, and speak to yourself and tell yourself you're great, and you're going to make it. No, no, no. David said, I encourage myself in the Lord, because I can't do it without God. And so the enemy will use those little things to seduce you to make you think that it's you doing it, and you are really doing nothing. So we have to be careful that we do not allow ourselves to be seduced. The seduction, the, the seduction it's settling for a substance. It's saying that God, your way is not the best way. We're not saying verbally, but with the actions of our heart, with the actions of our soul, we're saying that God, your way is not the greatest way. It's going to take a while to get there if I do it your way. But if I do it this way, I can get there overnight, and I'm just trying to get where I got to go. Now, I ain't going to have to do it your way, God. I'm going to do it my way. And many times, ta- let me tell you something. I, I, there's people that I know now who are mad, and they're jacked up they didn't wait for God. They didn't wait for God. Come on, some of you I know people like that. I love him. But girl, do he love you? Of course he loves me. But girl, how come he treat you like that? What you mean? Girl, he don't love you?
1: No, he don't love
0: you? You, you, You're settling. You're settling. You're settling for a substitute. It's not the real thing. Come on. It's not the real thing. You want the authentic. You, you, You don't want the counterfeit. And that's what we settle for. We settle for the counterfeit. And God wants to give you the authentic. He wants to give you the designer's original. But you cannot settle for second best. And see, these are the things that become an idol to us. See, back in the Bible days, the idols were graven images. So, I mean, you know, you might have statues and different things and images, and they will worship these images. But we see in the New Testament, that it's not just the graving thing, the graven images, but it could be objects. The Bible says, "We your heart is that's what your treasure is." So those are things that you can worship. You can worship things, thoughts, ideologies, ideas that are not God. And so that's how the enemy begins to deceive us and get us off track from focusing on God. Our lives are full of things of the world, but we are really empty in our souls. We're empty. We're empty watching television 20 hours a day. Tell me we want a job, but we don't give up our tail and send a resume out nowhere. Come on. Come on. We're seduced. We're seduced. We're seduced. We're seduced. Look, we get more excited about a television show that you, you do about getting to church. is a problem. We get more excited about other things in the world, but when it comes to God, you're like, yeah, I get to that. Yeah, I get to that. There's a problem. There's a problem. If God is, he wants you, he, 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 wants the gaze to be upon him. He wants you, he wants you to gaze upon him and not about not, not on anybody else. Not on anything else. He wants the full focus. He doesn't want another lover to try to take you away from him. Come on now. He wants your focus. Brothers, you might say, well, that's not kind of close. You want another. Let me break it down. He don't want you hanging out with any other homies. He wants to be your man. He wants to be the one to hook you up. He's going to be your plan B. Not you trying to hang out with somebody else to get the plan B done. He wants to be the one to help you to accomplish the task. Not you trying to do it some other way. God don't need to hustle, okay? He don't need you to hustle for him. He can hustle for himself. He just speak it and he makes a way. God don't have to scheme. He said, I am the way. He said, you want to get there, I am the way. Ain't no way but me, I'm the way. You don't have to scale a wall and climb and dig a tunnel and and trick yourself around and try to get to the left and to the right. God says, I am the way. You just come to me and I'll make the way. All they got is to speak a word and doors begin to open. But we don't want to do it this way. We want to do it our way. Deuteronomy 4, 16 through 19 says, so do not corrupt yourselves by making an idol in any form. Whether a man or a woman, an animal of the ground, because I must worship animals, you know. Look at my little pet. Look at his shih tzu. Look at him. He's so cute. And you carry the pet everywhere. It goes like it's a toddler. You see them people with the with the, with the, with the, with the, with the pet's in a little bag, a little pocketbook. The, the pet doesn't even want to walk. You put the pet down, he barking to be put back up again. You worship stuff like they are children, go, oh, Lord help us. Don't worship no animal on the ground. A bird in the sky, a small animal that scurries along the ground, or a fish in the deepest sea. And when you look up into the sky and see the sun, moon, and stars, and all the forces of heaven, don't be seduced into worshiping them. You got people who worship earth, got Wicca and all these things, and people worshiping the moon, the stars. No, no, no. You're worshiping the creation. You have to get to the creator. You're missing it. You're this, you're this close, but you didn't make it. This close, but you, you, you didn't pass to the next level. You're worshiping the creation, and God wants you to worship the creator. Don't be seduced into worshiping them. Back in the Bible, when this was written in Deuteronomy, Moses went up on the hill to get the, the, the Ten Commandments. Amen. And, and they were stuck in idolatry. They were waiting. And Moses took too long to come down, so they said, you know, we got to do something. That's the part with the church. We're waiting to hear from God, but we got to do something. God ain't moving fast enough. We're not hearing him now. Come on, something got to happen. something got to happen. We got to do something. Just sit there and wait. Wait on the Lord. Waiting is an active word. It's not you just sitting there just letting time go by. It's an active word. It's, 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 you're in a posture, a tentative posture, of of saying, Lord, I, I I I quiet myself to hear what you're gonna say next. But they they they, they 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 got so 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 impatient. They got so 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 weary, and so what they begin to do is say, you know what? Give, give me all your gold. Give, give, give me that diamond ring. Give them earring. Give them hoops. Give me give, 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 give me that ring. And they begin to make a golden calf calf baby calf. They begin to move this thing. They even seduced the poor priest, Aaron. He just gave in. Poor Aaron. just just gave in. That's probably some pastors just give in to the people. Come on now. You got to hear from God. You got to wait to hear instruction from heaven. And so they create this very thing. And the Bible said they begin to do this and begin to basically have a rave. You know, begin to do orgies and all these foolishness. Because they thought this was the worship. This was the life that was supposed to live. And then when Moses came down, he heard the what is going on? And he began to deal with the people. He began to correct them. Actually, got so angry that he threw the tablets at the people. He had to go back to the mountain to get a second, a second set. And he was so frustrated. But the problem is they didn't wait. They didn't wait on the Lord. You shall have no other god before me. No, no graven images. Nothing. And any form shall be in front of me. You know, sometimes we 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 we, we go through these different things, but we forget that. What what profited a man if he gained the whole world and lose his soul? Lose his soul. We have to be careful. Some of us are losing our souls. You know, we think because they got you look at people on television, they must be wealthy. They must be the happiest people in the world. Look at them. Wow. I wish I just had millions just to flaunt like that, and I could fly and you know, I can have car service, I got my limbo to go everywhere, and life would just be so beautiful. And you don't realize the depression, the hell, the conf- It's lonely at the top. It's lonely at the top. Because everybody, people don't really want you. They want what you got. They gotta be careful, you got prostitutes around you. People would, would, would go after what you have, but they really don't care about you. Come on now. People will prostitute your gift, your talents, and your abilities. You better know what you're worth. You better employ the gift in you for someone else who employs the gift in you. Because you think they're helping you, but they're just really helping themselves. Oh, that's not even my message. Move on. Lord help me, Jesus. Help me, Lord. But you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful. Come on now. When I first started this church, I had other bishops and stuff come to me, and you know, we going i would love to pray with you. We could work together, brother, and stuff like that. And you know, your own bishop don't call you every day the way anyway. I will call you every day. And they just sell themselves to you. I'm like, what's going on? What's all this? Why you trying to be closer? close? Get off what? But you know, I got—I drive a Bentley, and you know, I got a couple cars, and you know, well, one day you could have all this too. Production, production. Come on, that was like, yeah, smell good, don't it? Tastes good. You can taste that, right? Have another bite. Come, isn't it good? This mold that came from. are you stop flicking your focus on for God. God, I see you. No one eye now. I, I, I got this eye over here. I got you, Lord. I see. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. I, I, I see you. Yes, Lord. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. You can't serve two masters. You can't serve two masters. Help us, Lord. We have to do souls, And it comes in so many different forms and passions in our life. We have to be careful. So we have to dethrone the idols that we have in our lives. We have to dethrone the idols that we have in our lives. First of all, we need to identify the idols of our souls. The Bible says in Psalm chapter 2, 24, excuse me, verse 3, 4, who may ascend the hill of the Lord, who may stand in his holy place, who he who has clean hands and a pure heart, and who does not lift up his soul to an idol. God wants us to dethrone. He wants us to identify what these idols are. Sometimes it's so difficult to see the idols in our life. Because they come in so many different shapes, forms, and fashions. So we have to be careful. That's why we have to always check ourselves. We have to always do self introspection and look at our hearts and make sure that our hearts, our passion, the very things that, that draw us are not taking our attention away from God. Amen. There's nothing wrong with watching television, there's nothing wrong with wanting good things. So don't, don't, don't get it twisted. Amen. If God will bless you with a Bentley one day. Praise the Lord. Amen. But I'm not going to sell myself to go after that but when I die, I can't take that with me to the grave. I'd rather put up some treasure in heaven so I shut my eyes. I can go into my mansion with many rooms. Come on. Come on now. We focus on this earthly stuff. There's some spiritual treasure too. Amen? And so sometimes we got to look beyond that stuff and say, Lord, help me to see beyond all this this material stuff. And so God wants us to, to, to identify what those idols are in our lives, they, 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 they can be anything from your home, amen. Some of your clean freaks, amen. You that, I a speck of dust. Get anywhere, you just go crazy. They can worship your house. There'll be sports, brothers. Now, I ain't coming to church today, the game is on. Nah, nah, I ain't going to be there. Nah, nah, nah. Can't do it, Pastor. I can't do it. I can't do it. Pastor, you preach so long. I got, you got, we got to get out. Like, no, we've got to go. Sometimes it could be fitness. There's so concerned about your body, do I look good? I, look good. I mean, every five minutes you fixing yourself. You, you just always just narcissistical. Calm down. You think you God's gift to man? Calm down, Lord. You know men too. Come on, I was referring to the men, sister, anyway. But since you put it out there, the women too. <laughs> I gotta get my hair done. I gotta get my nails. You know, I gotta get my feet scrubbed. I don't want no no crust on my toes and all this type of stuff. I gotta get my eyelashes. I got get my eyelashes done. This. Like I gotta get my wax and all this stuff. I gotta go get my massage and all these different things. Come on, we we can worship these things. There's nothing wrong with these things, but when we indulge in it too much, when it gets out of balance, it becomes dangerous for us. It becomes dangerous for us. Online gaming, amen. Could be. Amen. Pastor Edgar has a testimony about how God helped him to overcome his, his, his addiction to, to role playing games, video games. This man loves video games. Okay? Loves video games. But there was a point his he's like, we came out of balance. He said, Uh-uh-uh-uh. uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I can't get more excited about a video game coming out than the Lord. Come on. I got to put things into perspective. We, we, we can worship social networking. Always on Twitter. Beep, beep. Ooh, he just tweeted. Ooh, Facebook. Ooh, let me Let me just see. What's, Where's my phone? What's my phone? Oh, you in service now, checking it. Beep, beep on vibrate. Inbox, inbox me, inbox me, inbox me. Oh, you wanna be my friend? Okay, 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 okay. I'm gonna send you the picture tomorrow. I'm gonna upload, I'm gonna upload. And you get so excited about that stuff, but we said, read the Bible. Uh, the Bible app is right next to the Facebook app, but you click the Facebook app more than you click the Bible app. Something's out of whack. Your seduced Lord help me have mercy on us Lord I'm guilty too Lord have mercy I repent Jesus I repent Lord have mercy you don't even know the Bible app is it's probably two pages over Lord have mercy you go on your Bible app, trying to get a Bible reading plan. You can't even keep up with the reading plan. You're like two weeks behind. Lord, have mercy. So, tell my education, can we could worship our education? We could worship our minds, our intellect. We could think that we're all that because we have expired. Now we have a greater understanding of learning, and so we think that we're better than people because we've come to another place. And I have my. Associates and my bachelor's, and I'm going for my MBA. And in about five years of that, I'm going to work on my PhD. Yes, I, I plan to have my own organization. I plan to do this and travel the world and do this. And by 55, I'm going to be the president of the United States and, and this and that. And you have all your plans and everything, and you didn't consult the Lord about anything. Consult the Lord about anything. What is it good for a man to gain the world? world and forfeit his soul we worship education um some of us worship dysfunctional relationships We like drama everything it says drama 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 what's wrong girl you didn't call me today you know i i thought he said he loved me i thought this was the one i've been praying and waiting he didn't call me but you like that stuff some of you cannot live without drama you was raised in so much drama that when there is no drama, you create your own drama. You just like to get to keep stuff going. Because you don't know what it is to live in God's peace. It's just too quiet, it's too still. You always gotta have something going on. God creates stuff. He looked at me funny. What? You've been getting mad over stupid stuff. He didn't, he, 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 he didn't walk properly. I don't like that. Just making up stuff to just start drama with. You know, we do, sometimes we like that dysfunctional stuff. Some of we we worship our phones, we we worship, some of us worship our investments. You know, we, we pat ourselves in back. I got this and I got that, I got my 401k, I have this, I have this, I have that, I have that, I have that, We we get out of whack. We 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 become so self-sufficient, we have no type of God sufficiency. To be careful. Some must worship food. Oh my God, help me. Worship food. Some must worship healthy eating. They think, I got the calories. Is it gluten free? Is it this? Is it that? Because I can't eat that. Like you're going to die if you eat one potato chip. Come on. You was eat 20 bags of potato chip for 20 years. Now, also, you want to eat healthy and you act like you're going to die, and get a disease just because you eat one chip. Give me a break! You're being seduced. Oh, I don't eat. I don't. I don't eat my greens like that. I gotta steam them. No, I don't do that. Hey, you got your nose up to them. I don't do that. We worship our music. We worship our hobbies. Amen. Come on now. We worship all these things, the pursuit of what? We, we worship all, 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 all of these things. You know, and these things seduce us. See, there's nothing wrong with having these things. Nothing wrong with these things. But when they get out of whack, when they get out of line, they become dangerous to us. And you have to make a choice it's either, it's either God or them. And I want God every time. I want God every time. Amen. I mean, you just watch TV a few hours a day, but then you know after a while your, your hours of watching TV begins to increase. Boy, this show comes on at 12. Oh, I watched that show. another show comes on at 1? And I watch that show. until about 1 a.m. now. And then it throws up your whole clock. Uh huh. And, and then you watch more television, but yet you ain't doing nothing else. You gotta be careful. You gotta be careful. I'm telling you this from my own experience. I'm not just saying this, just trying to think you need to do it, right? No, no, no. I'm, I'm in the fight with you. It's a daily process, but we have to make sure that our souls don't become seduced. Amen. You can tell where a person's heart is after you when you when you identify the the the, the idols of the, the, their souls. First of all, you have to make sure you, have, you you have to make sure that, and how do you say, Pastor, how do I know that this is an idol? How do I know that this thing is is overtaking me? How do I know the thing is, is out of order? Amen. Way consumes more of your time, more of your money, and more of your conversation. When that's the thing that takes precedence over everything else in your life, every time you talk, you're talking about that thing. That's say like, you know, you're passionate about it. Every time you talk about it, you talk about that thing, that thing, that thing, that thing, that thing, that thing. That's where things begin to get out of whack. Amen. And you have to be careful. Some, so, so, some, of, us make, some of us make people opinions our idols. We get so concerned about what other people think. You know, we get so we 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 get so we we we, we get so 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 fearful, and so we. You think, Did I do a good job? Did I preach well? Did I do it good? Did I do it right? Did I do it okay? That's how I, that's how I, did when I first preached. How did I do? Was were you blessed? Amen. Or did you receive the word, Jonathan? Did you receive it? You know, and this and that and that. And there's nothing wrong with asking for feedback, but were you looking for people to give you a pat on the back, and not God to say well done? I don't care what people say. As long as I know I did what God called me to do and what he told me to do and how he told me to said it, I'll sleep well at night. You can't get concerned. You can't get all tripped up about people. Forget people. My my, my spiritual man said, bunk people. Forget people. Stop thinking about what people say. Focus on the Lord. Focus on what he thinks about you. He said, I know the plans that I have for you. Plans to prosper, to give you hope, a future, and expect it in. That's the type of plan he has for you. But we have to tear down our idols. We have to identify them. Now we have to tear those idols down. We got to tear them down. The Bible says in Judges chapter 6, verse 25, tear down your father's altar to Baal and cut down the Asherah pole beside it. Tear it down. Tear it down. Some of our idols are idols that come from our parents. Some idols are things that are passed down in generations. Your grandma had an issue with it. Your mama had an issue with it. Now you got an issue with it. It's just passed down. And it becomes a distraction to their faith. And now it becomes a distraction to your faith. And you don't realize it. You have to be careful. Tear down your father's altar to Baal. Baal, amen, what was a Canaanite god. Amen. But god, god told the Israelites he delivered them out of Egypt. The Bible said they crossed the Red Sea. They went in the desert. Now, they could be out the desert quicker, but they were disobedient. And so the Bible, the Bible says that they circled in the desert for 40 years, 40 years. You could have been there in 40 days, but you circled for 40 years because they' are be doing God's way. Finally, after that generation that came out died, their children became adults. And God said, okay, now this is the Joshua generation. This is the next generation that's going to go into the promise. And I'm going somewhere. Just follow me. And so they got to the Jordan, and they crossed over the Jordan. When they crossed over the Jordan, they were crossing over into Canaan. Canaan was the promised land that God had for them. But you had to understand something. Canaan was already inhabited with people. It's like God said, I'm giving you t but t is already set up with their government, with their culture and everything. He said, I'm giving you this place, but how can you give us this place and, and everybody living here? I can't, I, I can't possess something that's already possessed by somebody else. And so God says, you need to trust me because I will dispossess them that you can't possess it. Uh-huh. 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 And so they, so, so God prepared them. Amen. He prepared them. And so they crossed over the Jordan into, in, into Canaan. And the first town that they came to was, was, was the town of Jericho. Amen. We know about the, the, we hear the song, Joshua fought the Battle of Jericho, and the walls came tumbling down. Amen. So the walls came, t- t- came tumbling down. And so, as we read about Joshua and all these different things, what the Israelites did, this was the very thing that God was warning them back in the first generation not to do. Do not have any idols, any graven images before me. We read here, tear down. Your father's altar to Baal i am um, cut down the Asherah pole. What, what is all that stuff? What, what, what does that mean? Instead of focusing on God to provide for them. Now, this is the God who split the Red Sea. This is the God who dried up the Jordan. This is the God who, 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 who bought all the plagues to Egypt to set his people free. This is the God who bought Quail. This is God who led them a cloud of fire by night and a cloud of glory by uh, a fire by night, cloud of glory by day. This is that God. This is the miraculous God where they say, Moses, please don't tell the Lord to speak to us because we're scared. He's just too awesome. You go and speak to him for us. We, we will just listen to what you said. God wanted to speak to his people back then, but they refused. They were too scared of him. It was too awesome. They said, No, we can't hear you. Read the text, read the Bible. And so he said, I don't want no graven images. I don't want, I don't want, you want, I want your gaze. I want you to focus. On me. But if they begin to do as they went to Canaan, they begin to identify and begin to adapt to their culture. Does it sound like the church today? God says, I called you to take over the earth for me. And we're going into everybody's culture, begin to adapt the world's culture. They were they called to bring their culture. We talked about those thermostats. Are you a thermometer that adjusts or your thermostat that brings the shift? the atmosphere. And so they, they, they said, well, maybe we could have their God, too, and maybe we could do our God. See, back, 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 in, back in these biblical times, each house had their own altar. Every house had their own altar. As the priest would go, the high priest would go and make those sacrifices annually, amen, each house had their own altar for their family to worship with. Amen? And so what would happen is that they would place these shrines or these other idols next to the altar that they'll worship God with. And so they begin to worship Baal and begin to uh, establish their Shira poles. Their Shira poles were like almost looked some, some, something similar to like a totem pole, okay? And it, it, it was this long, this long pole, they met Some have images of this goddess. She was a, They consider her to be a, a Hebrew goddess. They, they, they believe that she came from um, the Phoenicians. And she was a descendant from that. She, she was the one who they worshipped. She was the god of fertility. She was a goddess of the sea. And she's the one that will come and bless the land and make the crops plentiful. And so there was this battle going on. So the thing is, well, however we're going to get our blessing, we're going to do it. If God's going to do it, he's going to do it his way. And if she's going to do it, she's going to do it his way. So let's just set up everything for everybody. So wherever we going to come, we're going to get it that way. And isn't that how Christians do? I'll come to church, I'll get a word from the pastor, but yet yeah, I'll go and do my own thing on the side, so if I get it this way, or if I get it this way, it'll come to me, and God was upset. He was frustrated. He said, I dare you worship this other idol, and I'm the one that brought you out. I'm the one that delivered your parents. I'm the one that delivered you. I brought you through, and yet you want to set up these Asherah poles? You want to worship them? And you don't want to worship me completely? I'm a jealous God. And God had to repent. The Bible said God had to repent sometimes because He wanted to wipe those people off the face of the earth. He said, I'll wipe you off and start a new people. Come He said, I did it once with the flood. I'll do it again. Said, now, now, Lord. Now, now. Breathe, God. Breathe. I know you're not. Breathe. Not too hard, Lord. you destroy all of us. you breathe too hard. (laughs) Lord, just, Lord, now you said you have a plan for these people. I know they're making you upset. They're making me angry too, God. I'm about to strike the stone next chapter, but you know. But God, just please, God. Some of you got that. God, just help me, Lord. It's all right, God. We're going to work this out. And God changed his mind. He repented. That's what repentance means, to change your mind about something, okay? And so he repented. He changed his mind. He said, don't have no other guys in front of me. But this was the ongoing struggle with Israel down to the birth of the Messiah. They always thought that they can do it their way and do a gospel at the same time. And God was not pleased. That's why he allowed his people to be taken to captivity. That's why he allowed his people to get snatched out their land. They're fighting over their land right now. Come on, come on, they're fighting on their land right now. It's happening in our time. So you better look and see and trust God. Don't do it the way you want to do it. Do it God's way. He said, tear down your father's idol. Cut down the Asherah pole. I'm the one that's gonna bless you. Not Not some fake goddess, some fertility goddess. I'm the one that brings plentiful crops. I'm the one that announces the jubilee. You have crops to, to keep you for years and years to come. Not some of us, shirupo, not Baal. And some of us, we just worship in Baal. We have the Sherepo erected next to our worship towards God. And God says, cut it down, throw it. Cut it down. Take it but cut it down. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You have to have a righteous indignation. You have to have a righteous anger. You have to demolish it. You have to crush it. You have to oblivate it. You, you don't have to tolerate it. Tear it down. That very thing could be your own man. Tear it down. He don't want you. He moved on. Come on. Come on. Stop trying to go after something that's dead. It's a day, just let it go. Come on. God got something better for you anyway. Just wake up and see. See, so you lost your gaze. You lost your focus off of God. And so you're focusing on everything else. Come on now. God has something better for you. Whatever that, i is, always get rid of it. Some of us, we struggle in, 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 in our finances. I, I love something that Minister Dwayne had said to us a few weeks back. We were having a, a staff meeting. And he said, Pastor, you know, I can tell where everybody's treasure is. Well, he, mean? Everybody's he, mean? he said, Look me. Everybody's treasure is. He said, and he's accountant. He said, All that I need to do is just, it's just, it's just, just look at the bank book. He said, All that I need to do is just look at your budget. He said, I can see you where your treasure is. If you're tithing and you give, I can see, okay, every 16th and 30th, you're giving God, okay, you really love God because you, you make this amount, you're giving God that, you love God. Okay, I see where your heart is. But he said, If I look on that thing and I see you, this is for the ladies now, if I see, okay, you're going to get beauty spot treatments. Going to get this and buy outfits and clothes, and I don't see nothing for the Lord. I don't see nothing for God. Nothing, not nothing. He said, "I know where your treasure is. If I look at you, if I if I, if I look at your, your 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 budget sheet, and I always see you eating out. You was eating, eating out, eating out, eating out. That's where your heart is. Wherever your funds, your treasure. See, the, the money that you have is your treasure." You don't want to think about that way. You're talking about my gifts, my times, my business. No, your treasure is also your money. Come on now. Don't act quiet in here because some of you going to, go to school so you can make some money. Come on. That's why most people go to school to get an education, to get a degree, why? So they can make some money. Come on now. I want the I want the dinero. You know, the Spanish people say Mucho, trabajo, y poco de Come on, I want the money. What you do with the money is what's going on. What's going on? What's going on? God's got your treasure. He's got your treasure. He sees your heart. That's how we don't know where it's going. That's how I look at my fire I say, Dad, I'm eating out a lot. Let me see. Yeah, I get my tithes. I don't play with my tides. Don't. I want to tell you. I don't play with giving God. It belongs to him. But sometimes things can get out of whack. There's nothing wrong with eating out, ladies. There's nothing wrong with getting your nails I'll Get your nails some please. Don't come with no hangnails. You, come on, get your, take care of yourself. I heard one prophet say, if the barn door needs painting, paint the barn door. Y'all get that later. <laughs> Whatever well, help you need, get the help. If the weave work and the eyebrows look good, eyelashes, the nails, the tips, the heels, do it. Beauty yourself up. Amen, especially you sicker sister. No man want no broke down wife. Come on now. Stand up, baby. So you want, a tro- you want a trophy? You want a treasure? Shamo Sata. You want someone who knows how to do it right? Let her be your example. Do it right. That's modesty, but it's still awesome. Come on now. You don't have to have the boobs and a badunka duke and all that stuff. Come on now. Come on. You can be discreet and holy and still be beautiful. Still be attractive. Lie to the devil to seduce your soul over a piece of meat. Lord have mercy. I'm closing. I'm done. I'm done. Tear down your father's idols and cut down the Asherah poles. We have to get rid of these things. Once we get rid of these things, once we tear, once we tear down the, these idols, then God says, I want you to fill yourself with me. Because what happens is, When you get rid of the idols, you open up a compartment in your heart, in your soul. I mean, there's a compartment that's empty. Something has to fill the thing that has come out. If you don't fill it with God, that thing will come back again. and It'll come back stronger than what it was the first time. So you have to be careful. So once you get free of those idols, now you have to fill yourself with God. Fill yourself with God. The Bible says in um, Psalm 82, verse 4. And this is my last point. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. As the deer, Psalm 42, panted for. Ah, the streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for the living God. Are you Are you thirsty? You can't be thirsty got idols. But the idol is trying to quench your thirst. And you see, the thing about idols, it it just quenches your thirst momentarily. But it's not fulfilling. It doesn't keep you, it's not sustaining. But when you do it God's way, He said, I'll give you water that you'll never thirst again. Come on now. I was out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. I'll give you a water that you will never be thirsty again. Are you thirsty for God's? If you're thirsty for God, that I means you're in a place now. you're saying, Lord, I, I, need you to fill me. I, need, I need you to fill me. I need you to fill me. I need you to come and, and fill up the voids, fill up the chasms, fill up the very things that are inside of me. I need you to fill me up. God wants to fill you today. He wants to get the gaze back. He wants the focus. He wants the attention. He wants you to focus on Him, but you have to be willing to let go of the idol. Be willing to let go of everything that have tried to seduce you, that have tried to take away your attention, that have tried to keep you from focusing on the Lord. Turn your eyes upon Jesus.